Pam? No viruses, no bacteria, no toxins. It's clean. Still cold. Wow. Someone want to tell me what that is? It's like a big kind of frozen storage thing. Probably a cryostasis unit. I'd guess early port series. KM? Quadge port 11. Manufactured in 2010. Precise historic records are inconsistent. Anyone thinking what I'm thinking? Open it up. What the hell is that? Humanoid. Organic composition is unclear. Can someone tell me what's on his face? Uh, some kind of 20th century carbon filtration unit? It's a hockey mask. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. Welcome to episode 42 of the Buzzkill Podcast, the only podcast that can hear you scream in space. No. <laughs> that would have been better for like two episodes ago. <laughs> You're fired. Uh, I'm, also, I'm also Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. And I'm having just a jolly day. Tell oh. us about your day, Jim. I'm actually even, I'm having a good day. Despite the fact that life has, it's just, it keeps trying to like throw these little annoyances at me. <laughs> you ever have one of those days? No, was, I don't have kids. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> My children are beautiful, Michael. <laughs> no, I like, I, we, we're like, oh man, it's such a nice day out today. And I was having a good day anyway. And so we go to go out in the backyard and I'm very pasty. So I'm like, I better, better sunscreen up, you know? Drop my fucking sunscreen in the toilet. Oh no! <laughs> Before I put it on, so I had to take the dirty ass bottle out and. Was it a dirty toilet? No. No, that's good. No, at least, I, at least it, you flush at your house. That's <laughs> that's that's a positive. <laughs> We're not the uh, you know if it's yellow let it mellow kind of family. So, so. It was it was SPF number two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not very much protection at all. And then, uh, and then, so we're outside, and I'm like, oh man, like today's a beautiful day. I, I should bust out the grill, and I haven't grilled all year yet. And apparently, I put my grill away dirty last year. <laughs> and it is you, you do that every year. I'm actually no, fairly sure. Not not every year, but I'm pretty sure last year we went to go grill steaks for the first time, and I pulled it out, and it was disgusting. That was not the first time. That was. But You're my, right, it happens every year. My grill is, like, <laughs> proper fucked now. <laughs> I'm going to have to buy new grates and new flame guards and everything. It's horrible. And then I'm on my way here, and I'm driving. I'm, I'm, I'm driving, and I, and I see movement out of the corner of my eye. Mm-hmm. Giant spider is crawling on my. And if you oh, know, was it that huntsman spider from uh, oh, from last week? No, it was just like it was like a grass spider. But any kind of like, if you know anything about me, spiders are pretty much my. Achilles heel. Like, well, I, I was... don't want to deal with them. And this thing crawled up, and I'm watching it carefully. I'm like, I'm trying to drive and watching this thing at the same time. And I, and he ends up resting like where I believe is pretty much at the top of the door, like splayed across between the door and the and the car. Car. I don't know why I just said car like that. <laughs> car. So I'm like, if I open this door, he's gonna drop right down on me. 
No, sir. <laughs> I got rid of them. Nice. I don't know. It's just like, I was I, I was like, as I was walking in today, I was singing that stupid song. Cause at the, uh, this land is your land. No, that's, this um, land is mine. Nah. Ain't nothing gonna break my stride. Nobody gonna hold me down. <laughs> so I'm, oh, like, no. I'm like, no. You got to keep it moving. That's right. I was like, I'm having a good day no matter what. Nice. So I actually, I actually almost had a run with the spider myself today. Mm -hmm. A couple years ago, I'm sure you remember this. Uh, this is gonna be boring for everybody else, but I was at work and I looked over to my left and there was this giant spiky black spider. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It looked like weird. It literally did look like something out of like McFarland. Do you have a picture of that like, still? I do. I'll put, yeah, it, I'll I'll put it on the Twitter. It. I'll put oh, it on Twitter so or something spooky. like that. Um, anyway, it was one of those spiders, and uh, I've been walking. Whoop, Someone, someone's blowing up. Not me, dude. Um, I was walking back and forth, working all day, and no sooner did I walk past this, the spider must have spun its web over the sidewalk, and I just see this black dot dangling in midair. <laughs> and, and I walked up to it, and I noticed it right over, when it was like a foot away from my face. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, almost walked directly into there. That was not good. Well, what about you guys? Did you guys have good days today? Good um, weeks? How was your week? Well, my car's back in the shop, so that's not fun. Oh, lovely. Right? Did somebody steal your catalytic converter again? No, no, <laughs> no. I have a trans thing going off, so I'm like fingers crossed that it's no. not a huge Stolen. issue. What about you, J-Raj? You know, just stay in the life. Grinding, grinding. <laughs> hey, uh, happy Ghostbusters Day. Oh, happy, yeah, happy, happy Ghostbusters Day. Day. It was uh, this day in 19... What, what was it? 1984? Something like that. Yeah, this day in 1984 that Ghostbusters came out. So today's Ghostbusters Day. Uh, and Dan Aykroyd took like today of all days <laughs> to start lambasting uh, 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 Paul Feig for apparently like losing a bunch of money on the new one. Well, no, he said. Uh, I actually hold on. I'm, I might actually have the. He he posted a thing on Facebook that said. Uh, why the frick can I not find it? Oh, he says, Paul Feig made a good movie and had a superb cast and plenty of money to do it. We just wish he had been more inclusive to the originators. It cost everyone, as it is unlikely, Kristen, Leslie, Melissa, and Kate will ever re reprise their roles as Ghostbusters, which is sad. Well, he also went on, there's some other tweets too, talking about how he went, how Paul Feig went like 30 to $40 million over budget and all right. this stuff. Like... And so it wasn't considered a financial success to the studio. Well, which for I, reason. I haven't seen the movie yet, but it, it did look like it was... Balls. Yeah, it's just like the special <laughs> effects were just like so over the That's top. That's actually you know? my main um, uh, argument against that movie is the special effects look way too Way cartoony, too polished. Like, po yeah. yeah, polished. That's mm -hmm. a good word for it. Uh, the original had like this really gritty, gross. That's it. Oh, that's it. <laughs> Did you find a picture oh, of the spider? It's the orb the spider. The black devil. <laughs> Is it oh. literally called the black devil? Oh, God. It's an orb spider. I know that. Yeah, dude. If I came in contact with one of those, I would just end it. All right, this is terribly boring for oh, is it? <laughs> people <Okay>. listening. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So um, today. If you couldn't tell from the intro, which you'd be surprised yeah, how you much. you might not be able to tell. These movies we watched this week don't actually say the title in them and any quotes anywhere they don't talk about being drum in, roll please in space uh that was anti-climactic that was very anti <laughs> maybe we could add some reverb we're, to that later uh, now nah, we won't <laughs> we're uh, we're going to space again i think this is the third episode that we've done having to do with space but who gives a shit we yeah. like space um so this one we we're talking specifically about uh um series where they 
they, one of their installments, they decided to take it to space. So which basically the schlockiest of like the schlock. <laughs> right. Is it ever a good idea? Yes. Always. Oh yes. Always. always. I, I wouldn't be surprised if all three of these movies end up in the in the what are the National Archives someday. <laughs> Because they are so important oh, to, my God. to anytime, cinematic history. Anytime a horror series gets to the point where they're bringing their character to space, though, I always rejoice. Mm-hmm. Because I feel as though that's how you know you've made it. Like when you, <laughs> that's how you know yeah, you made because, it because you no longer have to worry about your your franchise being like totally scary or anything. You can just have fun with it. And to me, my favorite movies in a lot of franchises are when they lose the edge and just have fun. You know, like like my favorite Friday the Thirteenth movies are the later ones. Really, I like one through four. I don't count five as anything, but like <laughs> I like one through four. But it's six through ten that really get me going because they're fun. It's fun, Jason. It's like it's character, Jason. You know, yeah, it's a uh, yeah. Well, we'll get more into we'll this get more into that one. Yeah, we talk about this, but uh, so anyway, yeah. With that with that in mind, uh, Michael set out to find us a beer to drink. I did, and he picked up. Uh, you know, I always called this Elysian. Yes. My dad is selling this stuff now, so he and he he says it's Elysian, and he actually talks to the to the brewery. Elysian. So I'm assuming sense. that he's right. Um, I, mean, I mean, yeah. This is called Elysian Space Dust IPA. And there's a picture of a hop, hop slurping up something white and gross. I think he's regurgitating. Oh, is that what it is? Well, yeah, like it's barfing it, space. He's he's barfing <laughs> up the Milky Way. <laughs> so, so, what you got on there for us, man? All right, Space Dust IPA. The hopping is pure Starglow energy with Chinook to bitter and late and dry additions of Citra and Amarillo. Space Dust is a totally nebular IPA. Uh, hops, Chinook, Citra, and Amarillo. Malts, Great Western Premium. Two row C15 and Dextra pills. I have no idea what that means. I, it's it's beer talk. <laughs> Sounds beer, good to me. Beer talk. Sounds like beer. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the next time that I'm uh, with a lady. Like, oh, you're so nebular. You're so. Oh, <laughs> you're so, <laughs> oh girl, you are so nebular. <laughs> you have lots of hops. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. let's give this a try. Eh? Shall we? Cheers, boys. I want to place my Amarillo on Ooh. your chin nook. <laughs> it's very, it's, it's very hoppy. This is good. Hop hop. Um, hip, hip hop. Hip, this is uh, this is j- it's just as good as the last time I had it. I've had this before. I've had the other so, Elysian. I don't think I've had Space Dust. Though. Elysian. Elysian. Sorry. Elysian. Sorry. Yeah, um, I like it a lot. I see it because uh, like I I call it Elysian Elysian because that uh, Matt Damon movie Elysium. It's like oh, the same thing, yeah, except right. for with an A-N instead of a U-M at yep. the end. So yep. I, I, get all, right. I get all mixed up. Yeah. Anyway, hey. Hey, you know, my, uh, you know my favorite way to start a uh, podcast is? What? Talking about how stupid we are. Oh, no. Stupid! You're so stupid! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we actually didn't get a whole lot wrong last week. Uh, just a couple things. Uh, Vito was quick to point out that I was calling them Ultrons from Ninja Turtles, the space yeah. guys. Utrons. 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 Um, so. I've got one. Oh. Uh, last week I mistaken I mistakenly said that the the new title of Sharknado Five is Sharknado Make America Bait Again. Make America Bait Again is the tagline. Oh. It's you... actually called Sharknado Five. Just as good. Sharknado Five Global Swarming. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like the original one better though, to be honest with you. Well, it's Shark, yeah. Sharknado Five Make America Bait Again. Like, that's all it should be. 
you know? Yeah, whatever. So we had a whole laugh at that last week for nothing. Well, it's still the tagline. <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then also, I didn't know who the fuck our first lady is, and uh, I just want to point that out. Oh, her, Mal- name, her name is Melania. What did you say, Marlena? Marlena Mal- Molina. <laughs> Dean hey, Malenko. Mandy. Who gives a shit? Ah, uh, yeah. So hmm. that's it. That's what we got. Oh, good. All right. Well, that means we can move on to the bleed feet. Folks, it's time for another edition of the Bleed Feed. Except no imitations, these boys are the real deal. If for no other reason than the fact that they paid me to say so. <laughs> Take it away, Charlie. You're paying him? <laughs> Make no mistake, Salisbury Joe is not come cheap. Salisbury Joe? One dollar. What? <laughs> what is ask, going on here? Don't ask any questions, Mike. Just do your job. Uh, all right, so uh, in the news this week, uh, we got a couple stories. Uh, Neil Bloomkamp's alien is officially dead, gone uh, off the table. Now it, this this kind of this everybody, has been everybody sort of expected this, but he finally said he it. He finally put the nail in the in the coffin. Uh, he put up a quote. Um, he said. Uh, Let's see here. It's uh, I think it uh, quote unquote. I think it's totally dead. Yes, Bloomkamp told Verge it would be an accurate assumption at this point. Uh, he goes, it's sad. I spent a long time working on that, and I feel like it was really impressive. But politically, the way it's gone now, uh, and the way that it all is, it's just not going to live. That was his quote. Huh. Sucks, man. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, well, blame Ridley Scott. Well, actually, you can blame two things. Ridley Scott. Uh, putting a, a stranglehold on the Alien franchise mm-hmm. uh, because he he'll he'll never give it up again, uh, and then also you can kind of blame Chappie for what not- if he dies? Oh fuck that guy getting Bloom Camp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then also though I think the studio didn't have a whole lot of faith. Or, or the studio didn't have a whole lot of faith in Bloomcamp after Chappie bombed, mm-hmm. uh, because when he first when it first leaked out that he was working on an Alien movie, and the studio was going to work with him, it was before Chappie's release. Oh, really? And so I I think it's a combination of the two. It just it's just not in the cards. Uh, now the thing is though is that Bloomcamp has a new project that he's working on with a new studio. What's that? Um, I fucking forget. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I saw, I, I saw, this will be corrections for next week and I'll, I'll spend some time on it, but, uh, he's starting a new company for the sole purpose of putting out experimental short films that are like ideas oh, did for future feature films. Right. Um, and one of them has Sigourney Weaver in, in a very Ripley alien type role. And so I wonder if that idea that he had for his alien sequel mm-hmm. Is actually reworked now into this. I think it's very possible. Right on. So uh, I'm gonna keep a, keep an eye out on that at least, and uh, I think it'll be cool. Keep your eye out. Keep your eye out. Keep your eye out, Charlie. Yeah. Well, uh, the Amityville awake, Amityville, the Awakening. I just a- read I just read an article about Bella Thorne being all ready to kick some ass. <laughs> I know it was like Amityville. three days ago. You, you let me at least let me give you this information, and then we can talk about that. Amityville, the Awakening has officially. Been pulled from what release. Is, what the shit is going on with now, this movie? It's, it's been like it's been retitled. It's been recut. Next like, year will be four years. Like multiple since times since yeah, since 2014. Yeah. And that, like was, that was supposed to be the first release. It was 2014 when they pulled it. Right. And like you said, Bella, <laughs> like three days ago, I think on Bloody Disgusting, they said Bella Thorne is all amped up and ready to go for The Awakening. And then three days later, it's like nope, cut. Just, just kidding. Just gone. It's it's. <laughs> Like what the hell is going on? Honestly, it, it it will eventually be released, but I think at this point, 
Why are they? I don't know what they're so afraid of. Just release the fucking movie. Well, somebody said I was I was reading in some comments earlier, and somebody I thought this was a pretty good idea. At this point, like a a better idea than just like having that just completely go to waste and spending all this money. Recut it for an R rating and then send it sh- straight to home video. I don't think that's is that what's going on with it. Is it a ratings thing? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, who knows? Well, it's, and, and if you're gonna put it straight to DVD or Blu-ray, you don't need to recut it. You can put it uncut and release it. Well, as yeah. Is. What I, I I guess not recut it. Just, yeah. Just put everything in it. Let it get the R rating and then send. I'd be it, send surprised if that was what's holding it up. I think I, I think that the studio for whatever reason just isn't happy with it. But it's like yeah, it's like, like stop being such fucks and release the damn movie. <laughs> It's you know, a, like, I mean, it there was so uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, excitement for this. There like, really it was. It would have done well enough. I can't really. I don't know where I stand with it. Like every time I watch footage or the trailer from it or whatever, I I kind of go back and forth between going like thinking, like, oh, this looks pretty good, and this doesn't look very good at all. <laughs> I guess it just yeah, depends on my mood, I, but I don't know. It's just whatever. Just it. fucking put it out. You know. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and so, The Outer Limits, the original series. Love that series. Love it. Never seen it. Oh, <laughs> I actually I actually do love it. Uh, it was a big part of my childhood. Me and my cousin used to watch it all the time. Um, coming out on Blu-ray, early 2018. That's all the information I've got for you. Oh. That's it. Well, cool. It's coming. It is. I, um, yeah, I watched, I watched a decent amount of Twilight Zone. And mm. uh, uh, what was the one after that? Uh, Night Gallery? Oh, I, think, yeah. I think Night Gallery was the one that he did after that. Um, I watched a decent amount of those. I never watched Outer Limits, though. It was never a show that was on my radar when I was younger. Oh, dude, you should check it out. There's some really cool stuff. Yeah? Yeah. Um, um, okay, so... Uh, yes. You go. Oh, I go. <laughs> uh, the Babadook. That's the one. I didn't have it written down. <laughs> this is interesting. Uh, the Babadook today, as of today or yesterday... Uh, or within the past couple of days, anyway, is trending as a as a symbol for the LGBTQ community. I heard about this. Um, I did not read the article though, so please explain to me how this. Uh, it's it's really is going super on. random. As far as I can tell, it's just because on on uh, on Netflix, there's actually a, an LGBT um, category. Sure. And the Babadook just. Popped up in there, which this is not. It's not terribly uncommon for movies to pop up in 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 areas where they're not where they wouldn't usually be. Yeah, like I some somebody said that like uh, I can't remember what the other movie was. It was like s- some movie that showed up in like the uh, like the female empowerment category because well, the female told, director like it wasn't even a few. It was just a completely random movie. I don't know like how like there must be some algorithm that like throws these throws huh. these things in there like uh they're showing and they actually took a screen cap of uh of the babadook in the lgbt movies category and right underneath it is room 237 that's weird the documentary about the shining so like i uh, i don't get it i don't i don't either that's fine that's I cool i was trying like, to i was trying no, to understand it, this i'm thinking to myself so maybe the babadook is is like this this uh like a metaphor. Uh, it's a for... metaphor for for LGBT. Did I said that right. LGBTQ. L- L- yeah. Yeah. I, I always I'm dyslexic, so sometimes that's hard. Um, no, I I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, so if that's a symbol for that, 
but then the movie ends up taking it and just putting it back into the closet and suppressing it. So that wouldn't really be good for that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's it's just a, it's just a completely random thing. But the LGBTQ community is taking it and just having fun with it, just running Go for with it. it. Yeah, yeah, they're making Absolutely. all kinds of memes. They're really funny. Like Justin just showed me one that shows the Babadook <laughs> with like he's got uh, a, a purple boa. <laughs> Rainbow Whoa. suspenders and like flamingo glasses, and his shirt says "Get ready to get ready to be Babashuk." <laughs> it's it's funny. There, I was like in the comments. It's it's incredible when you start talking about this stuff, like just the ridiculously like ignorant stuff oh, that I'm people sure. start to say, I'm like, sure. "Oh, well, this fucking movie is ruined for me for life," or or like you took an already shitty movie and made it even shittier. It's like fuck you like uh, first of all it's not took, a shitty movie and second took, of all if if having it if having like the lgbtq community having a little bit of fun with it ruins a movie for you uh they took a great movie, go to bed they took a great movie and made it fabulous <laughs> exactly <laughs> i say that in the best way possible <laughs> so anyway that's uh that's that's the story about the babadook um, okay, so uh, I am a big fan of the Exorcist television show. And for a long time, it was sort of in flux as to whether it was going to come back or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a couple weeks ago, uh, we got word they did renew it for season two. Yep. Uh, now we're getting some new details about season two. The original season featured the uh, the family, um, the, the Rance family, which was Gina Davis, uh, Hannah Kasulka, I can't say your last name, <laughs> uh, Brianne Howley, and Alan Ruck. Mm-hmm. Now, it turns out they will not be coming back for season two. None of them? No, none oh, of them really? will be. So the main characters of the show, Alfonso uh, Herrera, who plays the the new priest, mm-hmm. who's learning how to become an exorcist. Yeah. And then you have Ben Dan- the amazing Ben Daniels, who is the exorcism priest. Uh, and then Kurt, uh, I always say his last name wrong too, Kurt Egwiawan. Egui- Egwiawan. Let me see. Right there, that guy. Egwiawan. Oh, like, yeah, that's... I, th- I I think and I and I yeah I don't know. A G a one. I don't know. No, anyway, I mean, he and he is the, he is the um, the linchpin between like the Vatican and Ben Daniels' character. Mm-hmm. He's the one that kind of sets everything up. And so, it, it, I, Alan is it Alan Ruck the guy from uh, Ferris Bueller? Yes. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't I know that he reala- was in I it. I never realized it was him until I saw his name for whatever oh, reason. Cool, never, man. It never clicked with me. I never realized he um, was in The Exorcist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, yeah, you need to watch it. It's so good. Mm. So I guess well, the uh, season two, though, is going to be the three of them finding another another family. And they're going to build on that. So I'm actually really excited about that. So is the in the first season, I, we don't need to get too into this, but in the first season, it revolves around one girl who is possessed, right? It revolves around the whole family. Oh, and one girl is possessed, and then some crazy. So shit did they? Happens. Did they end it in a way that like yeah, you can just move up. on from yes, that family? They, they did wrap the family. So up. I wonder if it's going to be kind of like a. I I I lost track of uh, American Horror Story quite a while ago. I, I only watched like the first two seasons, but um, but every season is a, a, a different story. It's actually a different time period with them. But I wonder if they're going to continue to do that, where it's well, going to be like a different family. It's going or... to be these three guys still, though. Right, but, but they're traveling season, around though, and dealing be, with other. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a new case, right so on. to speak. Which I'm actually very okay with because it'll it won't go sour. You yeah, know yeah, saying? it'll keep it interesting. I I loved the first season a lot, and and, and I was always fearful of if they tried to continue that family story, mm-hmm. it might just it might just not work. You know. Yeah. Because uh, they put so much in that first season. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, and then to finish up, uh, we want to spend a little bit of time talking about Doug Bradley and the Hellraiser series. Yeah. Because there's some, some stuff that has come out. Yeah. 
Why don't you start it off? Well, this past weekend was the um, what was it called? Um, well, it was at the uh, it, was, it was it was at the Mad Monster Arizona event, and it was called the Pinhead Experience. That's right. This is where Doug Bradley donned the makeup again, and, and for like the first time in what twenty years or uh, something. Twelve. Twelve. Oh, 12, twelve years. years. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hell. Hell. Uh, Hell game, game, hell game. Hell world. Hell world. That's hell the world. One. <laughs> <laughs> that movie sucks. Uh, hell world was was I think twelve years ago at this point, but um, uh, and, and that uh, was the last one that he did. Um, Alex from Beyond the Void actually went to that. If you go to Bloody Disgusting and you go to the article where they're talking about this, he's actually in the yeah, pictures. Yeah, it's like he's the he's like the cover picture. Famous. We know famous people. You made it. You made it, man. <laughs> Dude, retire. You, you, you're you're done. You made it. Um. So here's the thing. So this this thing happened or whatever. You know, people can come get oh, a photo op with yeah. uh, with Pinhead, first time in the makeup or whatever. It was a really really cool thing. And he was interviewed there, and he talks about the prospect of playing Pinhead again. Right. And uh, his 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 uh, his response is very interesting, especially when you think about the last time that we talked about him being in Hellraiser Judgment, and his response to that non-disclosure clause and everything else. Right. Like, there's a lot of lot of stuff around that. And well, which explain that a little bit. So basically, they had come. They had gone to the director had gone to and said, "Here's my new my my." This is what I want to make for Hellraiser Judgment. It's a return to form. Um, you know, it's this and this. I really want you to be a part of it. But they wanted him to sign a non-disclosure agreement, which is pretty standard. Well, yeah. or, or at least standard enough. I mean, right. you, you don't want people to talk about your projects. Sure. And he refused. He flat out refused. Said he wasn't signing anything like that and then wasn't going to do the movie. And the director was like, okay, cool. The next day they were recasting Pinhead. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm going to read you a quote from uh, from Doug Bradley at this though, uh, and he's talking about. You have to do it in the voice. Uh, what's his voice? I'm I'm terrible. I can't, I can't do it. I'd absolutely be no. wrong. Bad. That was that was the dude from <laughs> Inspector Gadget, <laughs> AKA, aka Shao Kahn yeah, from Mortal yeah. Kombat. Yep. All right. Um, so this is in response to asking if he would do another one. Uh, quote, I'd absolutely be open to doing it again. I've never closed the door on the idea. Right place, right time, right motives. Unlike re- uh, revelation and judgment, right script, etc., etc., who knows. A full-on adaptation of the Scarlet Gospels would be perfect end of the journey. Uh, but before any internet rumors start, no, I don't know of any such plans, and no one has spoken to me about it. It's just a thought. He goes, I'm pretty relaxed about other people playing the role. Uh, I made the conscious choice to turn Revelations down and did so for a variety of reasons. I finally watched it at the beginning of last year, and it fully vindicated my decision to reject it. Judgment is slightly different. <laughs> which, which he was basically, it was a nice way of saying the, that the it sucked. sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, where am I at here? Um, um, judgment is slightly different in that, and this is where it gets interesting. Judgment is slightly different in that the decision was effectively taken out of my hands, and I didn't even get to read the screenplay. The movie will have to be released before I get a chance to see it. I won't be racing to watch it, but I won't avoid it either. Since I turned down both movies, which he just said it was taken out of his hands. Mm-hmm. But, but then he goes on to say, since I turned down both movies, it follows that I knew other actors would get to play the part. Good luck to them. I don't know about them taking it over either, but more like enjoying temporary ownership. So here's it's, it's, th- it sounds like he's kind of saying like he at at, at one time he's uh, like at the same time he's saying I'm cool you know I'm pretty chill uh, chilled out about people taking it over but also 
kind of kind of saying like well like under his breath like well fuck them yeah you know? it's my role yeah, yeah. exactly like, that's like enjoy thing, it while you can en- enjoy my but, role while you can but what kills me is that the the stories that came out and granted that we only got the director side of the story but right. the stories that came out before was very much he was not responsive to it at all yeah. they gave him the script they talked about it said this is what we want to do and he flipped out wait for judgment yeah Oh, I thought, didn't he say that he never even read That's the screenplay? That's what I'm confused about, oh, right? I see. Okay. Is because the director from my, from, I, I, maybe I'll go back and relook this up, but from my recollection, gave, they explained what they wanted to do, gave him a script, like, and he did, would not sign those agreements, and that was it. So the director goes, okay, well, I'm not going to fight with you, but, so, okay. Do you, th- it doesn't seem like it would operate this way, but could there have been some kind of shadiness that he suspected on his end, like, you know, you got to sign these agreements and then we'll allow you to read the script and sign that you're on board or something like that? I suppose that's possible. Um, I, I wouldn't imagine so, but to where he would just say, no, screw you guys, I'm out. I suppose I, it's possible, but, like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, I, it almost seems like to me, like, he's trying to save face now because he wants to do it again. That's yeah. what it almost... Strikes well, me as yeah. I mean, well, uh, to to be fair, what else is he really doing? You know, he's not doing a. I don't think he needs to. He's probably set for. Oh life, yeah, honestly. I'm sure. But like, if 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 you Bobcat Goldthwait liked my tweet. Oh, are you serious? Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey Jay, you said earlier that uh, somebody liked your, your. What was it? A tweet or an Instagram post? It was, it was an Instagram post. Sorry, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna veer off for a second, Mikey. You know, apparently fine, fine. You, you get you get a bunch of likes on something, you look, and then you see, oh, there's a blue check mark next to that. Who's that? person you're like they gotta be a famous guy right and i'm not famous so that's cool because that like brings me that's like kevin bacon stuff you know, oh, yeah. that, that game that's like rubbing elbows with him <laughs> it was uh christina million the old rapper or singer or something she's singer. Like, yeah, that was singer, like right? and an actress art. yeah she's well she's actress. a she hosts like uh a, like some daytime daytime I shows now I, or something i have no idea i was idea. telling my girlfriend i was like yeah was that you know that girl and she's like oh what she's saying i'm like i I, I couldn't name one of her songs. I looked up her hits on YouTube, and I didn't know any of them. We, so, <laughs> what did she? What did you post that she liked? I uh, uh, one of my clients I recorded got all their albums in them f- were for sale. Oh, really? Yeah, that's so random. Yeah. Wow. Well, cool. We totally, we <laughs> totally just you went made up. it, man. <laughs> we totally just went up one play on Pulse too. I think he's listening to the episode. Oh, Bobcat. <laughs> I mean, I could be very wrong. I'm probably wrong. If Bobcat Goldthwait <laughs> is listening to our Bigfoot episode, right? Oh, he's going to hear us basically like <laughs> suck his dick about <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but every no, like listen, every like uh like our buddy Tank just texted me, said that he loved Willow Creek. We just had somebody on Horror Mino talk about how they loved Hor- uh, Willow Creek. Like it's a good movie. If you haven't yeah, seen it, sure. Immediately go see it. Even if you don't like found footage, you'll you'll still like it. I guarantee it. Yeah, it's awesome. That's just a little more dick sucking um, for for Bobcat. Um, all right, I I think we're good then. I think that covers the news. Uh, Doug Bradley is. Uh, all right, step aside, Charlie. Now let old Salisbury take it from here. That was the bleed feed, and those were the stories that made the cut. Boom! That was the news. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to go to space, bitches. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Today we're talking about space, and I have a question for you. Yes. What you got? What is three foot tall? 
talks in a sexy accent, <laughs> and emerges from a, a penis. Um, our buddy Brian, the guy from the <laughs> Jackass movie. <laughs> Right on. All uh, right. Uh, so we're talking about Leprechaun 4 in space. In space. This this is first up on the docket today. Um, oh, before we get to the movies, though, before we get to the movies, have you guys ever been to space? <laughs> Twice. Twice? Oh, really? Please, explain. Spin us a tail. I was probed. <laughs> With. Please, please tell With. me about this probe. It was a long, metallic... I, 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 every time I talk about it, I get electrocuted, so I'm sorry. Uh, good times. Um, anyway, so we're going to space today, and the first movie on the docket is Leprechaun 4 in space. Easily one of the greatest uh, masterpieces ever made in the history of cinema. I would say it was Truly. better than Titanic. I, I, I would agree with you. I yep. would agree. Yep. Yeah, uh, like the real life Jack, Titanic. Jack. <laughs> it was better than that. Jack would never quit this movie. No. <sighs> well, wait, hold on. You're mixing Titanic with Brokeback Mountain. Oh, that... <laughs> I'm never going to quit you. <laughs> I'll, I'll never quit Rose. I'll, I'll never, never quit Rose. I'll never quit you, Rose. <laughs> just getting plowed from the <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. No, the iceberg hit on the front side, I believe. <laughs> Oh, God, we're a minute in and we're already going off the rails. All right. Our deadly leprechaun is in space to woo a beautiful princess who is impressed with his gold and desires to separate him from it. That's, okay. That's not a very good... Yeah. I don't know why I keep pulling these synopsis off of uh, IMDb, because they're usually shit. I have I have a question for you. Okay. Have you seen Leprechaun 3? Uh, which one was that? I don't know. Oh, Leprechaun... I've, Leprechaun. I've not seen it. This is why I'm asking wasn't, you. Leprechaun 3 was Vegas, wasn't it? I believe so. Yes, I yes. have. Yes. Okay, so the princess storyline is not like a carryover from... No. Okay, I was confused. because I've seen Leprechaun 1. I believe I've seen 2. I've not seen 3. This is the first time I've seen 4. So, I was... I actually... I'm I watching. actually forget which one 2 is. Well, regard, it doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter. It, I'm, I'm watching this, though. I'm thinking they're this, all better this than, has to be... They're all better than Leprechaun Origins. Because oh, that every movie is... Every single one of them. That movie is bleak. So, I'm watching this, and we start off, and Leprechaun is just randomly already in space with, like, the princess of some planet... With a, <laughs> with a British accent, I might add. Yeah, and it makes no sense whatsoever. And I'm thinking to myself, this might have been like a holdover from the last movie <clears> or something. <throat> I don't think it was. I think our leprechaun is just literally randomly in space kidnapping some princess. Yeah. Uh, it's it's completely random. And, and that's what the entire fucking movie <laughs> is. Completely awesome. Um, the, these movies, like, they're just... They're just fun. They're just like, like when you know, once a once a series goes to space, you're just in for like a mindless, yeah, a, a mindless joyride. And you know what? <laughs> because they're not going to be that great. They're they're not good movies. But I was telling you off uh, off mic. I said that uh, when when a series gets to the point where they can bring their character to space, that's when you know that they've made it and they're like a household name. You didn't say that off mic. You actually said that at the beginning of the episode. Did I? Yes. <laughs> well, it was only a half hour ago. <laughs> this uh, space dust is this getting me. Um, oh, by the way, um, are you picking up like some grapefruit in this or something? 
Oh yeah. In the Elysian yeah, space yeah, dust. Yeah, there's definitely some, some some fruitiness to it. Yeah, I like it. It's really good. Anyway, well, um, I, well then, well if that's the case, then I'm going to cement that point in. I love when they go to space because it's it's just it's fun. Yeah. You know, like it usually doesn't. Yes, you're make, right. I'm remembering our, our Friday Thirteenth conversation now. <laughs> it usually doesn't make any damn sense except for one of the movies that we're talking about. One does. And uh, and but it's why not go to space, right? Do it. Why like, not? You did everything else. It's the final frontier. Well, it's not the final frontier because then he goes to the hood, and then That's he goes, true. and then he goes back to the hood. It's true. <laughs> so after I, I, I find it funny that he still did Leprechaun uh, to the hood and back to the hood, though. Yeah. After, oh, you're talking about Warwick Davis? Yeah, Warwick Davis after he did the Harry Potter movies. So like he has he has done huge movies. Oh, he just, he just loves it. he just it. goes back to I Leopard honestly Island. think he just has a ball playing this character. Why wouldn't you? It's, I, he's The lines are always gold. Like, all the... Like, uh, ah, <laughs> right? I didn't even mean to do that. It, like, yeah, it's just like, he's just he's just quippy and funny all the time. Even from the very beginning. Like, the very first one, the first movie, I haven't seen it in a while, but it scared me when I was younger. Like, it scared the, it scared the hell the, out of me. The first one definitely had more of a horror aspect to it. Right. After the first one though it was kind of yeah they pretty much two, ditched two sort of did but like after that it was it was yeah all it, bets they just off, got you know? campy yeah which is cool like I, I think for this character like three when he starting goes starting it off with horror and then and then getting into the camp like you like you said you Child, really love uh, it child's play did it yeah sure uh, jason did Friday it Friday did it, did it. Freddy like, did it yeah. every franchise does it and i always typically like the more campy ones schlocky ones right better because they're just they're fun. So what did you like about this movie then? Um, I liked very little about this movie, even though <laughs> even though I liked the whole overall movie. Um, my first impression when I watched it, I go, oh my god, are these are these uh, uh, visual effects taken from like a PlayStation 1 game? Because <laughs> they're so bad. It's practically wireframe VFX. See, we were watching, uh, what did we watch the other night? Jason X. Yeah. And and you said like oh dude these effects make make these look this looks like Avatar compared to Leprechaun Four because I was I, wrong? I hadn't watched it yet but I Leprechaun Four is supposed to look like that it it almost looks like an old Star Trek episode well I actually have a little bit of uh, uh, blah, blah, knowledge oh I'm dropping well, some fucking knowledge yeah, on hit, you here hit me with it um. A lot of the VFX scenes from Leprechaun 4 are actually taken from a movie called Android that came out like seven years before Leprechaun 4. Um, the uh, you're nope, 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 nope. That's the other movie. Yeah, you're that's you're, the other you're movie. mixing that up with, a, with another it. movie we're talking about tonight. Damn it, we'll get there. <laughs> Fuck. That's cool, Mike. You're you're doing a good job. <laughs> no, I'm not. the space dust is getting to me. It might be a little bit tipsy <laughs> all right anyway so honestly did you like was there anything about this movie that you that you really liked did you have any favorite scenes or anything like that actually i did uh warwick davis is kind of a joy to watch in this role well, so old, it doesn't yeah. matter it doesn't matter what what movie it is or, or the narrative or whatever it does, you're, you're watching these for him mm -hmm. so the rest of the movies almost don't matter uh, the idea that he's in space, I almost love the fact that it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> like, he's just randomly there. Yeah. And there's a princess. Like, what the fuck? Where did the princess come from? Why? Some, some planet. I If they said the name of the planet. These are movies, like, where I was paying attention, but yeah. at the same time, I was spacing out. <laughs> uh. Right? But uh, it, it's like, they're just... They're just these aren't the type of movies where you like pop them in to pick up on the details. You just watch it 
and and then you're done, and then you come and talk yeah. about it on a so, podcast. <laughs> so okay, so to give you a rundown, if you've, if you've never seen Leprechaun Four, which I imagine that's going to be a lot of people. No, no, no. Yeah, actually, maybe no, not no, for our no, audience. No, maybe no, not for no, our audience. No, but yeah. you have a, a space of uh, space, a, a space group, of. a group of space like Marines, space Marines, space. Mar- of course, yeah. they're space Marines. Right? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and they're 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 there for like a, a a dig or something like that. Is that what it is? Um, no, they're they're hunting him down. Well, they were. They weren't there originally for that though. They were there to protect something. I think I don't know. Like this narrative is so fucked up. Um, <laughs> no, the beginning of the movie uh, is is just this this space princess. Yeah, and then she is in a a cave of some kind, and then With leprechaun, and then the leprechaun shows up, and he's basically like, um, he's he's offering her this this deal, like, uh, marry me, and. I will. I will make sure. She, he basically says, "Your your your king, your father, the king was he was careless with his money. He was. Ba- he's basically saying he was very generous with his yeah. money. He gave it to all of his uh, his people, and he's broke. So she's broke. And he's like, if you marry me, I'll make you rich beyond your wildest dreams. I can jewels on the table. Yeah, I can do whatever yeah. you want. So she starts to think about it, even though he's this grotesque little monster, and uh, and then there's this group of space marines who are. I, they're yeah, because right when they come, right when they first come, like right when you're first introduced to them, they're talking about finding this alien, which is a weird part of, about this movie. They never refer to him as a leprechaun. No, no. They refer to him as alien, monster, or like you know which they call him names like bastard or son of a bitch. Script was written for something else, and they just put <laughs> leprechaun into it. It's been done so many <laughs> times, I wouldn't doubt it. Like this was Starship Troopers Seven, and uh, they, just, they just swapped out <laughs> the just, characters. Let's just put leprechaun in it, and then we're good to go. Um, yeah. So so some shit happens, whatever. And there's a scientist <laughs> that is overseeing like the everything. And uh, it turns out that he's like an, like half android basically because he basically only has like thirty percent of his body left, it's like his chest up. Yeah. The rest of him is is like this weird like machine. It's it's basically it's basically like a deli cart yeah. <laughs> with with the top half of a man on it. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I love that. Actually, I loved his character though. His character was great. Doctor Mittenhand. <laughs> and he and he spoke with this really awful German accent. Uh, it was really good, really good. Oh my god! Um, um, one, of, did you yeah. catch one of the first lines of the movie that uh, um, <laughs> the uh, Sergeant Metalhead Hooker, whatever his <laughs> name is, is a guy who got half of his head blown off in yep. in combat, but managed to save some people. Oh no, the guy died. I think he said while he was saving him, yeah. but he got half his head blown off, so half of his head is just exposed. Like metal. metal plates. It's kind of like the guy from uh, The Fifth Element who's got the plate on the side of his head. Right. Only this one's like ingrained into his skin. Well, that, that guy was too. Oh, Fifth Element? No. <laughs> I, was yeah. th- I was thinking of something completely oh. different. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, It's Gary Oldman in Fifth Element. Yeah. One, one of the first things that... Uh, one of one of the first things he says is they they land on this planet or comet or rock or wherever the hell leprechaun is with the girl, and the uh, one of the marines says, uh, "Oh, this is real nice spot, real nice place to vacation." And he says, "I've seen worse. You ever been to Detroit?" Fuck you, man. He's not wrong. <laughs> hey, come on. Parts of it. Um, uh, yeah, no. So, so yeah. So they're they're on this rock or whatever, and this uh, scientist is uh, they they steal the princess because the scientist wants to do an experiment on the princess. 
Like that, that's what the whole thing is. Leprechaun wants the princess back, and so he charges the Space Marines to kill, uh, to kill the alien, so to speak, so that he doesn't come back to get the princess. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I, that, that's they, essentially the story. They don't specific. They're not there specifically to steal the princess. Like they just they find her because sure, she gets, sure, she, but she becomes a part of his experiments though. Right. Like. For, for whatever reason. Um, uh, there's, a, there's a very rapey uh, guy that, like... Oh, oh, the... the yeah, the, you're looking the, at me like I'm crazy. Like, no. Yeah, I didn't know what you were talking he's about like, he's like He's like the, the assistant to the scientist. Like, he's, he goes over to her and, like, unwraps her and, like, is all weird. And he goes, he's I like, know what you're doing. He's, like, kissing her stomach. <laughs> oh, this so is weird. A, This is a dead body that he's looking at, essentially. They're trying to reanimate her, but at the time, she's still dead, and he's just, like, kissing her stomach and, like... I thought she was reanimated already at that point. Uh, no, because she was, he could, because he goes, yes, she's amazing, isn't she? This and that. Yeah, she no, she was still unconscious at that point. And unconscious, but it's well, not dead. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, so they um, they basically they get her back up to the space station. We don't need to go too much into the plot here no. because it's ridiculous. Yeah, it, 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 essentially, we're, we're falling over ourselves because the plot makes no fucking sense. Which at all. this entire episode might be like that. So yeah. prepare yourselves. Um, I think it's the way that the way that the leprechaun or the alien gets back to the space station is pretty funny uh-huh. because they the marines show up in this cave and they they blow him to bits he he dives on a leprechaun dives on a grenade to uh protect his princess yeah which is funny because what he's a like valiant what a valiant effort right <laughs> leprechaun's not such a bad guy after all <laughs> and so he gets blown to bits but then one of the marines goes over to his like the pieces of his body and decides to piss on him and that is how the leprechaun is brought back to life. Like he, he, he follows the yellow brick road. He yeah, goes he's, into the guy. <laughs> he's in the guy. The Marine is pissing on him and then he gets a shock. And then later in the movie, <laughs> later in the movie, that Marine's about to, uh, enjoy some alone time with one of the female Marines. And he, uh, the leprechaun basically busts his way out of his dick. He bursts him through his dick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> in one of the weirdest reveal scenes ever. <laughs> but kind of right in line with the rest of the series, yeah, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, this movie to me was all about the, the like you could toss out the narrative and every other every other aspect of the movie, it was all about the one-liners. Yeah. There, I mean, because obviously every, every, every time you have a Leprechaun movie, Warwick Davis, the Leprechaun character he's gonna have tons of quippy little the... things that he says but the uh the metalhead hooker yep <laughs> character his character was ridiculous some so of the stuff the that he top. says everything was so over the top um no you bring up a good point though it's one of the reasons i love the leprechaun series is that is that's what he does like you can expect like a lot of series um like like jason for example right there's no there's they, he doesn't speak you know, right. Freddy, Freddy is great because of his one-liners. Leprechaun's the same way. Mm-hmm. He's one of those characters where, like, you know that when he's on screen, you're going to get a great one-liner at least twice or three times in the scene. You know, like, yeah. that's the whole point of him. Um, and this movie was absolutely rich in him. Uh, <laughs> I actually want to bring, because we, we just talked about him bursting out of the dude's dick. There was uh, the part where, so the girl that he was about to hook up with, her name was Dolores. She she says to Hooker, she says, you don't think Kowalski's getting kill, killed was my fault, do you? And Hooker says, what do you mean? And she says, 
Well, I mean, I'm the one who gave him the boner and all. <laughs> and and he says, just completely serious, just totally deadpan at this moment, he says, forget about it. Kowalski would have wanted it that way. <laughs> he was a Marine. Come to think of it, when it's my time to go, I'm hope, I, I hope I'm standing tall just like he was. He was like... What the hell is that? And then she and then and then she basically hits on him. He gets all weirded out and like runs away. Yeah, <laughs> which is like yeah. He says that and she's dude, like, oh really? Dude, and, like, take advantage of that. <laughs> giving him the up and down, <laughs> and then he's just out. I love your chrome dome. Oh gosh. <laughs> I don't know, man. This uh, this whole movie, like I said, I, I I have a list of the one-liners here. I could rattle them off, Do but it. I'm not really. Uh, I don't. Nah, they're not as they're not as good they're not as good when I'm delivering them. Okay, fair they're enough. They're not as funny. Do you have a favorite part though? Um, favorite part? I like I I don't know if I really have a favorite part of the movie. Pretty much every scene with uh, with um, Doctor Mittenhand, I loved because that was a ridiculous character. Yeah, he was awesome. He was uh, for the longest time he was just a, a face on a screen and that's all you could see was him from the neck up and then they finally do the reveal where he, you know, rolls out on this lunch cart <laughs> and he's <laughs> and he's half of a dude and he's like he's he's kind of a sort of a slapsticky character in a way. Yeah. And he's very sarcastic even though he's he's playing it completely straight. I love how when you see here. him from the back, it's like total, it's total. Horrible animatronics. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. But it's awesome. It reminds me actually of, and, and even though I love this movie, it reminds me of RoboCop because there's some scenes in RoboCop that have just really bad, like early, like, late 80s, early 90s, like, like animatronics. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me a lot of that. Like you can just tell there's just gears going behind it. <laughs> like, right. it's, it's just not good. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. There's, I, I, I honestly can't say a ton about this movie. There was a weird break of the fourth wall. Did, do you remember that part? No. There was a part where um, there was a, another female doctor who was, uh, what was she, an archaeologist or something? Uh, no, she was, uh, I don't even know what her actual title was. I... <laughs> This is terrible. Uh, but she, uh, the the leprechaun shows up. He he's in front of a a camera, like speaking to uh, was it Harold, the guy that got his face yeah. flattened? Yeah. Harold and Doctor Mittenhand, and uh, and he can shape shift the leprechaun. So he shows up as uh, this female doctor. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking and, about. And he's he's like he's like, oh, you guys gotta let me in. They ripped all my clothes off. So she's standing there naked, and she, you they ripped doing all my clothes. Off. Yeah, doing the hand bra, and and she's like, just please let me in. And then and then in that moment, it, it's he turns he she turns toward the camera and says, after Harold says he'll come let her in, she says, oh, thank you, thank you, you saved my life. But he says it right to, right the, camera, to the camera. Yeah, it's weird. Which is usually, I do remember that part now. Usually, when you break the fourth wall, you're actually addressing the audience. Well, I got up to go actually get the door. But <laughs> so maybe for perhaps, perhaps she was talking to me. Mike, I don't Mike know. hoped for once in his life there would be a naked lady at his door. Nope, no, not it, so much. It, it's a, like usually when you break the fourth wall, you're talking to the audience, but that line wasn't really meant for the audience no. it was it was it was breaking the fourth wall but staying within in character like yeah it's weird it was it was bizarre it's yeah. weird um 
<laughs> I, I like the ending. I like the ending where they uh, they blew the leprechaun up like it was like Rita Repulsa. Make my leprechaun grow! <laughs> <laughs> like leprechaun got huge. Um, it's a Power Rangers uh, <laughs> plug for you there. And then looks at his... You, you, I think you missed this I part. I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they blow him up with like this plasma ray that shrinks stuff for, for transportation and then you can blow it back up when you get to your destination. Yeah. And they... So they hit him with this thing and he blows up to like 30 feet tall and he, he just he's like kind of like looking at him he's like I'm huge this is awesome and then he looks down his pants <laughs> and then he's like alright big is good <laughs> yeah I missed that I don't know how I did but that part that's like the only part that I remember because I, I saw this movie long long time ago when I was a kid and that's the only part that I remembered from this movie that's it Yeah, I, I don't know why that stuck out to me but because bigger is good. Because <laughs> big is good. That's why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That. I mean, that's Leprechaun Four. I don't think that we need to talk any more about it. Honestly. No. It's it was kind uh, of a clusterfuck talking about it to begin with. Absolutely. We uh, apologize for that entire segment of our show. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing a good job of selling it. It's a, it, it's actually it's a fun movie to watch. There's a ton of like if you're into just campy movies with great one-liners, yeah. this is the movie it's, for you. It's schlocky as shit. Absolutely. Like, that's, and that's why you watch these kind of movies, in yeah, all fairness. Yeah, definitely. Know? They're bad on purpose, almost, in the, in the best way possible. Well, yeah. Uh, same guy directed Leprechaun 3. And right. My, and, and now I want to go back and watch Leprechaun 3, because if this was he is if this is what he did in 4, why in the fuck they let him make another one? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. I liked 3, though. The one in Vegas, like, I, I that one that one had a lot of memorable moments for me. Um, well, uh, this movie, speaking of the director, though, this is directed by a guy named Brian Trechard Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also responsible for uh, Night of the Demons 2. Oh, cool. And he also did a movie from the late 80s called BMX Bandits. Ooh. Have you ever seen that before? No. <laughs> it's like, I've never seen it either, but I know a lot of people talk about it. Like, it's, it's kind of a cult classic movie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so interesting. Um, so the next movie we're going to talk about is, uh, this is the one that we said actually makes sense for it to go to space. A little bit, yeah. Uh, Critters 4. And being that Critters are from space originally, it makes sense for them to The narrative actually, you can follow the narrative and you're not completely <laughs> lost about it. Um, right. So, uh, this is the movie where, uh, Kramer from Seinfeld goes to space. <laughs> Right? Did you think he reminded you of Kramer? Absolutely. He didn't, didn't do you? No. Well, no, I watched Seinfeld on a daily basis, so like, oh I, my god, he was so, so Kramer so to me. <laughs> it, I didn't pick up on that, but uh. All right. So uh, yeah, Curtis for uh, directed by a guy named Rupert Harvey, who was uh, his producing credits uh, for Nightmare on Elm Street Five, The Dream Child, mm-hmm. uh, Pump Up the Volume, which is a awesome. Uh, <laughs> Christian Slater movie. Pump up the volume. Not horror at all. Uh, He also produced uh, The Blob from 1988. Right. So. Uh, And the original Critters movie. Yes, yes, the original Critters movie as well. Yeah, this is his only directing credit. I can't imagine why. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So basically, short rundown of this movie after being cryogenically frozen and waking up on a space station in the near future, the Critters aim to have the unwitting crew for lunch. All right, so. I watched this flick with my buddy Chris Jordan, uh-huh. who we've talked about a little bit on the show before, mm-hmm. uh, and and I'm happy that I did because he, uh, kind of like Leprechaun, I have not seen Critters three, so I went into this a little bit. Have you seen any of the Critters? No, yeah, I've seen Critters one and two. Oh, I've, okay. I've never seen three. Um, apparently, the opening uh, like five minutes of this movie mm-hmm. are like like sort of like post credit scenes from Critters three. 
is what he was telling me. Mm-hmm. They have nothing to do with the actual movie in Critters Three, uh, but they but they tease it and have like a to be continued kind of thing. Right, because well, uh, um, Don Keith Opper, uh-huh. who plays Charlie McFadden, who's the guy that you said is, <laughs> looks like uh, or yeah reminds you of Kramer. Kramer and, slash Ernest. And <laughs> You know what I mean? Burn. And uh, Terrence Mann, who plays uh, Ugg, yep. or Counselor Tetra in this movie, they're the only two people, like, they were in all four movies. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead with what you were saying. Uh, no, I was going to say, uh, it was starring uh, the the great Brad Dorf. Yeah, man. He, uh, He's good in everything he does. It's, it's funny, like, because, you know, this is another movie where it's just, it's fun, campy, sure. ridiculous movie, but Brad Dura fucking delivers in every role that he ever plays. Sure. Like, I thought he was awesome in this movie. Yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was good. Yeah. Uh, who was almost better than him, though, is uh, Academy Award winner Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, in yeah. Critters 4. <laughs> uh, Critters 3, I might add, to starred a uh, very young, very first-timer Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo. Leo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crit- so they didn't, Critters has the... Uh... So they didn't exactly have the star power for 4. I think, <laughs> I, I think D- Don Keith Opera actually had top bill in this one. So. Yeah, he did. For the first time, I think, too. Right. Um so yeah, basically, uh, y- y- you start the movie off with he's he's hunting cripes. He's a yeah. Uh, so so Don Keith Hopper plays Charlie, who uh, in the first movie in the, in the original Critters, he's just like a farmhand, like, just an like ine- farmer dude, an inept idiot. <laughs> and after the first movie, though, he gets taken to space, or not? I don't know if he's taken to space, but he becomes a bounty hunter. Well, for he, Critters, he starts. He, he's being trained by Ugg. Yeah, and uh, and so he ends up being. Kind of the the last bounty hunter for Cripes on what Cripes is what they call yeah. him uh, on on Earth, and that's where this movie kind of picks up. You see him uh, hunting around in this dingy old barn. I, I figured it was kind of a barn, right? Yeah, some old building, and he finds two critter eggs, mm-hmm. and he's about to blast them, and then he gets he gets this uh, notification on his uh, receiver that he wears. Very high tech. Receiver. Very high tech stuff, and it's uh, it's Ugg who's now C- Counselor Tetra, telling him that he cannot destroy those cripe eggs because uh, because of some galactic um, Reason. galactic bylaws that would that would prevent any destruction of a of a of an animal that would cause their extinction. And these are the last two critter eggs in the universe. Okay, so. They basically say we're gonna send down a retrieval pod, put the eggs in the pod, and you know he's trying to reason with Ugg, sure. saying you taught me how you taught me how dangerous these things are. Let me just destroy them. And it's he like says a, it's, no. It's, it's kind of like a politician. They promise one thing, they get into the office, they do the complete opposite. <laughs> right. No, we have to protect these, <laughs> even if they're gonna eat everybody in the Somebody's world. Somebody's paying me a lot of money. So, uh, <laughs> so Charlie ends up. He puts the eggs in the pod, but then he also ends up getting stuck in the yep. pod and frozen for. What is it like, fifty years almost? Uh, yes, fifty years. I think that's exactly what it was. Well, because this is the this was nineteen ninety two, and he wakes up in uh, twenty forty five. Yeah, because they actually talk. They actually talk about everybody you know is dead. You yeah, know? but but it was within a time period though. Because I remember thinking to myself, well, maybe not everybody. Yeah, if I mean, if he knew some young people, they yeah. might not be dead. It, it it's a yeah, lot it's yeah. a lot better than Ripley being what was she she was out for like four hundred years or something, something like that, that yeah. something ridiculous. We just talked about this a couple weeks ago. I should know this. 
We drink a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. But uh, yeah, so so he ends up up in space, just floating around because they lose track. Doesn't seem very responsible responsible of them to send this retrieval pod and then completely lose track of it in space. Yeah, I was a little bit confused about that too. How do they just lose it? Wouldn't they wouldn't they have just tracked it back to them? You would think so, but um, I don't know. Stuff happens. Space happens. <laughs> Space happens, man. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, this. So, it, oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say. So uh, Brad Dorf, Angela Bassett, uh, they're part of this uh, this crew that retrieve. It's a, it's a self. It's a salvage crew. crew. Yeah. Right. So they come across the pod and mm-hmm. they bring it in. And uh, their their captain is a giant just douchebag with super greasy hair, <laughs> and uh, he gets all pissed off. Played by Anders Hove. He, sh- sure. Yeah. Sure. What else was he in? I, I don't Ex- know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, no. So so they they basically they they get the capsule, and uh, they're contacted by UGG, basically saying to bring it to the space station. And so they do that. When they get there, the whole place is completely abandoned, and then you'll run down um so the captain of the ship being the douchebag that he is thinks that they're trying to screw him over and he wants to open the pod to get to the whatever's inside something valuable has to be in here and he inadvertently lets the critters go and releases charlie from hypersleep right so that's where the movie kind of kicks off uh you have uh you have charlie now who is existing with people from the future um and two critters running around but nobody really believes them that they're real that's the one thing Until that they I, start killing people. That's the one thing that I was kind of bummed out about because in all the other Critters movies, there's like hundreds of them, which is cool. That's what I want to see. Sure. I want to see. Hundreds. But these were the last two. Right. That's well. Until later in the movie. Well, yeah. Well, they reproduce. Sure. Well, they don't reproduce. They were like they were cloning them on this space station. Isn't that what? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Because there was that room with the uh, the pod in the middle with all the egg yes, shapes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you're right. So, you're right. but to to me, it was like they actually described them as uh, Charlie. He's well, he says, "You ever seen a piranha? They're nothing like a piranha, or they look nothing like a piranha, but they're hungry like a piranha." And that's kind of what I've always thought of critters as. They're almost yeah. like they're pack feeders. You know what I mean? Huh? So to just have two of them running around. It's still cool, but it's not quite as intimidating as the other movies. I also thought it was effective. I oh mean, yeah, for, sure. For the movie that it was, this movie was actually way better than it should have been for a fourth sequel. Yeah, I will say that. Like, actually, I Brad Dorf and Angela Bassett were so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, quote unquote, good. <laughs> but they worked. But the, for, well, no, for they the were, type they, of movie, though, no, yeah, no, they for were, the material that they were given, exactly, they, they were really good. Yeah, exactly. Like. Uh, and it it was actually I remember when I was watching it like me and me and Chris were looking at each other saying like we're still entertained by this it's still good like right. we're it's not a bad movie unlike Leprechaun Four which was <laughs> just shit <laughs> well shit in the best possible way I oh sure but um yeah no it it was it was like I said it was good um now to to bring back something that you were talking about that you completely messed up with with uh oh yeah the other yeah. movie. Every time you see, basically every time you see an external shot uh, of space in this movie, it's from either the movie Android, which uh, um, Don Keith Hopper was also in, uh-huh. or Critters 2. Yeah. Some pretty... Some pre- <laughs> some they, pre- uh, their budget was yeah, massive. I was going to say, they must, have had, they must <laughs> have had quite a tight budget to have to do that. Is that, like, how can you get away with using... 
I don't know much about this stuff. How can you get away with using? It's just you just bought the rights to the Android footage. Yeah, and or or they had the right, or they had rights to it already. The company. Maybe it was the same production yeah, company. Or something. I didn't look yeah. into it, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 funny too because uh, Critters Four came out in '92, and I believe that Android came out in like '82. Oh really? It was a long time before and that's why it looks as bad as it does i was gonna say which is why they have the really wireframe like it's practically like star fox 64 type (laughs) (laughs) like it's really bad (laughs) i love i love in these futuristic movies like every everything prior to um prior to 2005 or whatever i that's just a complete that's just a number i pulled out of my ass but like when they show these you know you're in this really futuristic spaceship and the the graphics that they're the that they're looking at for like analytics and stuff yeah. still look like something that you would see on a on a computer from 1987 <laughs> you yeah. know yeah they're, they're like, pretty bad like the stuff that we learned to type on when we were in like third grade um i kind of wonder if the stuff that we see in movies nowadays like we we feel like we have like a really good grasp on what the future is going to be like you know alien covenant i haven't i haven't seen it yet but like that's that's really futuristic stuff sure this is what the future is going to look like do you think in like the year 2100 they're going to look back at uh alien covenant and be like (laughs) look at this shit probably they're looking at stick figures we're still gonna be driving cars that give off too many carbon emissions (laughs) there's not gonna be any flying cars there's not gonna be any of that shit Sure, there's already flying cars. Not. There's literally a flying car that you can like, that you can buy right now. Jetsons type flying cars. Well, yeah, not that. But um, anyway, back to back to the movie here. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Um, in the future, it's funny because they don't have like the weaponry on this on this ray. They don't have a lot of weaponry, and uh, Brad Dorf's character has this box that has this old. I think it was a Colt forty five in this box. Yeah, and it's so revered. And he goes, <laughs> "I have this weapon, and it's this and that." And he's showing Charlie, and Charlie goes, "Oh." Well, this is old. <laughs> like, like to Brad Dorf, it's this old antique. This is amazing thing or whatever. And uh, and Charlie's like, ah, oh, it okay? Do you have bullets for it? And he pulls out the bullet box and it's like, it's like, oh, it's like, it's like this amazing thing. Like, oh, I have like, I have like eight bullets, right? And so Charlie just grabs them all and just throws them with the gun. He goes, nah, it'll do. Like, which that's is his attitude. Which is it. funny that Char, because Charlie's from fifty years in the past. Yeah. So he's from 1992 so a, a 45 caliber handgun should still be pretty impressive to him <laughs> but he's like whatever and 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 for Brad Dourif's character to be so awe-inspired by this old antique gun yeah. when they have like plasma cannons it's yeah. just it's kind of ridiculous yeah, and it's my, funny and my, my favorite part about that was just, it's it's Brad Dourif's character's reaction to charlie not caring about this thing that he's treasured he's just so defeated by it (laughs) It defeated is the best (laughs) word for it Um, i loved it i like uh my my favorite part was probably a kill it was the first the first kill in the movie um anders hove his character uh rick the the uh douchebag (laughs) captain rick yes the captain of the ship he uh so he cracks open the the container the retrieval container, mm-hmm. and he goes in. Uh, well, he doesn't. Um, Charlie comes popping out. He, uh, first of all, he's not really that surprised that a human being has popped out of this thing. He's just kind of, he just kind of like deals with him for a second, and then he's like, "Sit there, I'm gonna see what else is in this thing." Yeah. And then he goes in, 
he finds the the little storage containers where the the cripe eggs were and they're empty and and then he hears the little <laughs> the, the, and you see one like hiding behind some machinery and at this point they're still tiny they're so cute they're sure. like little they're basically just tiny little fur balls with giant mouths full of teeth which is I I guess that's what they are even when they're at their full like mature it's state. Like a, it's like a baby kitten. Yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> just will eat your in your your face. And which brings me to my favorite part. He uh he sees that thing and then he puts his arm back, one of them latches onto his arm and then he screams and then the other one you just see it dive at him. And you can't really tell where it's like latched onto him yet. All you can He's see is that an orifice somewhere well, all you, well <laughs> at first i thought it was in his chest or something like that and he uh you can see like an inside shot like from inside rick's body of this it, thing it, just burrowing. Kind of a weird perspective yeah, yeah, yeah you can just see this thing burrowing and then he pops out of the the uh container and charlie sees him and the critter is in his mouth just like destroying the inside of his throat my favorite part about that entire scene is not once does he take both of his free hands and try to pull this thing out of his mouth? Well, he's got Literally I mean, not once. He does have a critter on it's on his right Doesn't wrist. Doesn't matter. If I got something being force fed down my throat, I'm going to try to pull it out, okay? It's funny too because <laughs> I, like I can understand that once they've clamped down, kind of like a pit bull, like yeah. you can't get them off because they just have that jaw strength. But it really wasn't like it was in his mouth. Thank but you it, for not saying lock jaw on a pit bull. Why? Because they don't have it. It's fake. Oh, yeah. And they just have really strong jaws. Thank you. Um, <laughs> But he really wasn't. He didn't have like even if he had a hold of your tongue, you could still pull him out of your mouth. Yeah, right? I, I don't the, know. That was my that was the craziest part about it. Like, he's not trying to get this thing out of his mouth at all. Like he's just running around. Hands you, in the air. You'd be freaking out, too, though. I don't know. I'd be trying to pull it out of my mouth. <laughs> While the, the other one was object, chomping down if, on your arm, though? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that if I couldn't breathe and something is burying its way down my throat, my my face and throat... <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like a typical Friday for you. Takes yeah, uh, <laughs> takes precedence over something chawing on my arm, yeah, though. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I just love that, though. It was just like once, he, uh, once the thing popped out of his mouth, like his whole... His yeah. jaw, like his cheeks were ripped open and stuff. I thought it was a cool kill. Um, was there a Critters 5? Ooh, I don't I know. Don't know no, 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 this was the last installment. Here's my question. Why was there never a Critters-Gremlins crossover? Because that would just be too much awesome all in one Wouldn't movie. It, can you imagine, though? How amazing <laughs> would that movie be? Now, would they team up or would they be against each oh, other? Oh, no, they'd fight. They would they'd fight. They'd be fighting. Are you kidding me? And then where would humans stand in this thing? Uh, you would have... Um, would it, it would basically be like gremlins fighting the critters, and they would both be fighting to see who got to eat the entire human race. Sure. Gremlins don't really eat people. Though. I think that I think that you would have Charlie leading leading the critters. They would form a pact. Charlie would lead the critters. Charlie would lead yep, the critters. Yep, that's what I'm saying. Okay. And then on the Gremlin side, you have what's his name, um, the guy that was in Gremlins. Zach Galligan. Zach Galligan's character. He would be leading the Gremlins. They both look to their human counterparts to lead them because they need it. And uh, and, it's, and, and it's a fight to the finish and... why do they need a human to lead them i'm pretty sure that just because it's, it makes for a good movie it's good narrative <laughs> I, got, I got nothing this was not planned out right <laughs> um um yeah i don't know i i that's uh there's 
oh, there was one thing. Uh, I was I was thinking like so. You take it to space. Fourth installment. Two movies that we're talking about tonight. Fourth yep. installment. You take it to space. Leprechaun and Critters Four. And they both do the exact same thing to the to the villain, which is they hit him with a plasma ray that makes them giant. Yeah, well, one's in a machine, but still, same difference. Uh, Critters is like in a machine. Oh, yeah. Same well, difference, though. Whatever, same yeah. thing. Yeah, he grows. So then you have, like, giant critter. Yeah. And he, he doesn't really do too much after that, does he? He really doesn't, no. No. He kind of just wanders, like kind of just does his thing, and yeah. and then yeah. gets and then gets blown up by a plasma cannon at some point. <laughs> Did he get... real inventive? Real inventive. <laughs> let me tell you. Um, I I said this before. We talked about the original Critters movies. Is it's so genius to have a character that you can literally just have a fuzzy ball and throw it across the ground, and it looks like they're moving. Oh yeah. It is it, even in Critters Four. It works so geniusly. You know? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, if you're working with a tight budget or whatever, because once it, you could even tell in this in this movie, like when they when they go to run away, and they're always running down some sort of decline, so it just makes it easier to you toss the ball over into the corner. You have some guy off screen tossing a ball, and it just rolls yeah. down the decline, and then that's your shot. Yeah. It, yeah it, it's, it, a, it's genius. Yeah, it works out well. I don't know why I didn't think of that. <laughs> I'm going to create a monster movie where they fly through the air. I'm just going to make a fuzzy frisbee. <laughs> That'd be the worst movie ever. Called Criders. Glide, glide, critters and Gliders. No. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's move, move on, on to Jason X. Huh? <laughs> yeah, so Jason X from 2001. Easily the best of the bunch. Easily. <laughs> Easily the best of the bunch. Okay. <laughs> well, you there's, disagree? There's no best of this bunch. <laughs> This is the best just because it's Jason. That's true. Uh, so th- from 2001, this was directed by uh, James Isaac. He He's mostly known for special effects. Uh, he did direct. We we talked last week about uh, a Skinwalkers movie. Yeah. Whether there was one or not. Well, he directed the movie Skinwalkers. So. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I had until today. So uh, he did. Uh, he did uh, special effects though on Gremlins, as we just pointed mm-hmm. out. He was part of part of the creature crew, mm-hmm. which makes me wonder if he was just part of the the puppetry crew. Like, like they they moved him around. And, oh yeah. You know. But he also did uh, effects on uh, a movie called The Horror Show, which is uh, was known in Europe as House Three. Oh, yeah. This is another one of those. That's the, another one of those series where it's like all. It's all fucked up. <laughs> um, well, the American. The, the producers thought they could do a new franchise off the horror show, and that's why they wanted to separate it. Yet, in all of the international territories, it was just House 3. So, um, Anyway, so this is starring Kane Hodder as Jason. Of course. The, the best Jason. Not only Jason, but also Uber Jason. Uber Jason. Uber Jason. Uh, and it's not really starring anybody else of note. However, there is a lot of the two cameos, which I thought were worth noting. David Cronenberg mm-hmm. and Todd Farmer. Yeah, well, Todd Farmer wrote it. Todd Farmer wrote it. Which yeah. uh, we uh, we talked about it while we were watching the movie. We were like, "Oh, well, Todd Todd Farmer wrote this." I because I haven't seen Jason X in years and years, and I was like, uh, "I wonder well, if I'm a big fan." I was like, <laughs> "I wonder if he's done a I, I wonder if he did a cameo because he, I think he pretty much does a cameo in every movie that he writes." Yeah, I think I, at this point I'm going to assume that. Yeah, I so, don't know for sure, but I'm so we were watching, and then yep, yeah, there's Todd Farmer right there. Yep, not to. Oh, go ahead. No, his name is Dallas 
in uh, in this movie, which is definitely a, a throwback to Alien. Alien. And there's also another guy named uh, oh god, I can't think of his name now. It's Wyland something. Oh, Way- Wayland, yeah. Uh, it, no, but there's a, there's another part to his name though. But they refer to him as Wayland, which I, is which is a throwback to Wayland Corp of Alien. Alien. So. Right. Um. So uh, so just in case you haven't seen Jason X, which you should. Uh, it's set way in the future. Mm-hmm. Earth is no longer inhabit- inhabitable, so humans have colonized in outer space. One colony receives two cryogenically frozen bodies, and when they defrost them, one of the bodies turns out to be, who else? Jason Voorhees. Oh, I was going to say Freddy. <laughs> no longer in the forest or Camp Crystal Lake, Jason stalks the colonists in a whole new environment. What I think is really funny about this movie is we watched the, the making of afterward. Mm-hmm. Because... When I watch this movie, you know, 16 years removed, I'm like, they must have just thought, like, let's just have fun with it. Oh, let's sure. Let's just have a good time. Oh, sure. But, dude, when they when they cut to uh, James Isaac and uh, Sean Cunningham they're talking, really about, talking about oh, how, they're yeah. they're, like, super serious about it. They're like, we just thought, what could be the po- best possible idea for Jason? Where could we send Jason that's really going to pack the most punch? In space, yeah, and they're, they're like so serious about it. I'm like, selling it so really? Hard. That was the, but maybe you know, 2001 Space Odyssey. Well, oh. <laughs> but uh, Todd Farmer uh, said that when he was like, when he was developing the 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 script, like in early stages of development, he basically was taking any idea that he could possibly yeah. get. They were like, he he said basically we would take the name Jason, and then in the something and we we ran with all of them and we yeah. like Jason in the snow in well, uh, I I had read that one of the reasons that the producers uh, were so keen on the Jason space concept was that they could kill Jason and bring him back as a new version of Jason right and Uber Jason is not only my favorite version of Jason mm-hmm it's my. It's it's the Uber wor- Jason is your favorite. It's also ver- the worst version of Jason. <laughs> this shit is terrible. Like I love it because of how bad it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. There's something about the infamy of it being so bad that it comes all the way around to being amazing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I I definitely I'm I'm glad that they landed in space because mm-hmm. there was I was reading something earlier about uh so I was talking about how Todd Farmer. You know, was basically considering anything like in in like they actually considered in the hood at yeah. one point in time. In the hood, in the snow, underwater. Was, uh, that was kind of Jason goes to Manhattan on safari. Though, right? Takes Manhattan. Yeah, sure. So they landed on they they landed on space. There, Jason there was, on safari. Jason on safari. Oh my god, it'd be amazing. The worst one though, they considered uh, they considered something involving the the NASCAR circuit. <laughs> <laughs> It said, it said oh, that. Oh, uh, I give up. Yeah, no, it's uh, well because they knew that they knew that Jason, Jason versus Freddy, was coming out soon. Yeah, and so they needed they needed something like the reason they ended up ultimately going to space is like what you said is they could kill him, and then bring him back years later. Yeah, that's true. So that, way, end, that way they could ended, kind of it did end on Earth. Right. So that way they could kind of avoid the whole. Jason and Freddy thing. I don't know True. how exactly. Yeah, but, uh, I, it, well, it's all fucked up. <laughs> Who knows? Um, 
All right, favorite kills, because Jason movies are all about the kills. Well, my favorite kill, I think it's everybody's favorite kill from this entire movie, um, the the uh, liquid nitrogen yeah, kill. Yeah, it's easily the best one. Easily the best one. J Jason, at one point, it's right after he wakes up out of... So, the, basically, this, this team of people find him on Earth uh, in this, in, like, cryostasis. Uh-huh. And, uh, and and they find somebody else too, a woman who was battling Jason. Was before, battling yeah. him, yeah, and and lured him in, and then he ends up like stabbing her through the cryostasis chamber, which causes a leak. <laughs> which what a shitty cryostasis chamber, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> well, he's Jason. He can stab his way through anything. Is his um, machete superhuman too? Absolutely, okay. it is. Well, um, so it causes a leak in this room, so it freezes both of them. And then when this team finds them, they uh, they they figure out like they, like the woman is perfectly preserved. They're like, oh, we can bring her back, I think. And they're like, Jason's too far gone. There's no way, but we're still gonna take him back just to do tests on him and stuff. And uh, when they're up in space again, they they manage to reanimate the woman. And they say, yeah, we got the other guy. He's on board here, but he's totally dead. Don't have to worry about it. And she's like, this is Jason Voorhees. You definitely have to worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Right after that. They had heard of him still. Right. Yeah. Right after that, uh, he wakes up. And the woman who is, you know, doing whatever in the lab, she's the medical examiner or whatever. Yep. She doesn't see him wake up. Sexy sweater. <laughs> Mike really liked her sweater. <laughs> Sexy sweater. S super liked it. <laughs> but he grabs her and s dunks her face into liquid nitrogen. Pulls her out. Which, which, like, and I, I love the shot too when he dunks her face. It's like a, like a, a shot from the bottom of the tank. Yeah. Like pointed up at her face, and you see her face like she's screaming, but then you just see the, like her whole face just, just freezes. And, yeah. And then when he pulls her out, he smashes her head on the table and just smashes it to bits. Yep. And then just add insult to injury because it's not only is it Jason, but it's also Kane Hodder. And Kane Hodder is notorious for being like overly vicious with his kills, which is awesome, by the way. He just throws her just super her hard onto the yeah. floor. Yeah. Um, did you know that the myth the Mythbusters actually tested this to see if work. it would work? And it didn't work. I would like to see that episode. I've never seen it. Have you? No, I have not. I love I've that heard, show. I've heard about it. I've never actually seen it, though. Yeah, I'd like to look it I, up. Did, I'd be interested to see what they used as their basis for it, though, you know? Probably a pig head or something or like that. Or a real girl. Just <laughs> or just, just a real, you know. <laughs> just smack. <laughs> just some disposable woman. Um, that is that is a the, joke. I didn't mean that. <laughs> I was going to say, I was a little off. <laughs> I caught off guard there. Um, my, my other favorite kill of the movie is actually the one they redid from from part six i think it was uh, -huh. uh, uh part the, seven I or think. part seven yeah. it's the sleeping bag scene yep and uh they actually do more in this movie this is why i always thought this one was my favorite because not only does he shove a girl into uh a sleeping bag and bash her against a tree but he shoves a second girl into a second sleeping bag and they beats her together <laughs> <laughs> well there's there's one there's one girl in a sleeping bag on the ground and he's bashing the girl Repeatedly. who's on the ground with the other girl who's in the other sleeping bag and then once the one on the ground is dead he smashes the one in his hands into the tree just it's like just, in seven it's so it's so stupidly brutal <laughs> i love it and the and the funny part is uh they're not real 
they're not real people. No, yeah. Because this is all a it's a VR or whatever. It's a hologram, like a VR hologram that they've yep. lured him into to try and confuse him. And <laughs> they're not really like they're not really dying in agony. They're kind of like chattering and laughing the whole time, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um yep. but <laughs> Yeah, so let's talk about how he becomes Uber Jason. Okay, so uh, he's he's regular Jason for at least sixty percent of the movie, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uber Jason doesn't come in until a little bit later on, and uh, they end up uh, killing him essentially. And he's like kind of a, a piece of meat on a slab. He just happens to fall back on a slab that happens to be the reanimation slab. Well, it's a <laughs> reanimation slab. It's I mean, nan- sort of. It's nanotechnology. It's still reanimation. I mean, well, earlier in the movie, uh, from from our intro, the scene that was in our intro, they find him in this cryo chamber, and it's kind of his first act of aggression in the entire movie, even though he's frozen and dead. He falls forward with his machete and <laughs> chops this kid's arm off. And... Uh, and so this is where you first see like the nanotechnology come into into play because they don't really seem too concerned about the fact that he just chopped a no, kid's arm off. No, not at all. It's like, oh, you lost your arm. Too bad. Go right. To the tube. Go to the tube. And right? the reason is because they go and they put him in this you know special bed where these little nano ro- robots come back or, or come in and, and reattach it. his arm. Yeah. Basically, they also do that to do do they do do they use the nanotechnology to reanimate the the girl too. Because she's been stabbed. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, do. yeah, because she was stabbed. And then for some reason, she's the nanotechnology also covers her in a chainmail blanket. Nano, yeah, nano, nano chainmail. Just what they do. <laughs> and and so so he gets he they think that they kill him, but he's fallen back onto this chamber with nanotechnology. Yeah, and it comes and it just completely redesigns him and turns him into uber jason apparently nanotech knows how to design new masks exactly i'm not, <laughs> I'm not really sure how that <laughs> works like, this is a really shitty mask let's give him this really instead, instead of giving him a new, shitty mask. a new face because poor jason needed a new face <laughs> no they give him just a shitty mask <laughs> i guess it it makes sense in a way like maybe it would because because his his face is kind of fused to the mask so maybe it Maybe it gets disoriented and thinks Maybe. thinks that it's all organic material. I don't know. Either way, he ends up <laughs> he ends up basically like he's he's half robot. Yeah. So now, as if he's Jason, a, he's Uba, yeah. He's Uba, Uba Jason, yeah. So yeah, as if can, he you wasn't can call already him, you can uns- call him for a ride, if you uh, need to, if you get if you get too drunk and need to go somewhere, <laughs> he just shoves his machete up your ass and then carries you to where you need to go. So as if he wasn't already unstoppable enough, now he is Uber Jason, and he yeah. is completely unstoppable, except for uh, if you if you happen to have an android on board, who's you mean, you a, who the, is a total badass. The Jason X version of Neo from from the Matrix. I guess, yeah, sure. Oh, she was terrible. God, she looked like <laughs> she looks like Kevin Smith's wife. I don't know if you, uh, Jen, you just, uh, you, just book. you just said that Kevin Smith's wife is terrible, basically. No, no, no. I said, I said the character is terrible. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm just saying that she looks like her. Yeah. She really does. She looks like Jen Swalbuck. I don't think I've ever seen her. Oh. Well, I mean, I, I probably have, but I don't know what she looks well, like. Well, she's in a lot of his movies, so you have seen her. Oh, but, okay. All right. Um, she does, she looks, she looks like her, though. Uh, I couldn't get that, that visual out of my head, but it's just, it turns into this really stupid, like, like, mix of, ant, like, the, like Terminator mixed with uh, 
um, Uma Thurman in Kill Bill. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's really bad android ninja fighter chick. I don't know. It was really stupid. <laughs> was it though? Yes. Or was yeah. it really awesome? I mean, no, that part actually was stupid. <laughs> but um, yeah, she, there, there's a big fight scene. It's it's it is what it is, and Jason ends up dying again so to speak and then they shoot him back to earth and that's that's i don't know what else to fucking say about this movie <laughs> this is we we took a little break and we were telling justin like these what i said earlier is these movies you watch them and then they kind of just leave your brain yeah it's like, it's like when you drink a shit ton of water it just goes in and it's you're pissing it out literally like it's not that, hour it's not it's not that they're not fun to watch it's just that you, it's not really the kind of stuff you need to retain <laughs> because it does you no good to retain them but we love them and we will continue to watch them yeah absolutely like uh, um, like I said earlier it it shouldn't mean that n- none of you should go out and uh, and watch all of them but uh, yeah, I don't know. You have any anything else to say about Jason? I've X? rambled enough tonight. Yeah, we really have rambled a lot tonight. <laughs> I apologize. Um, this Thank did, you, Space Dust IPA. This did have a body count of twenty eight, <laughs> which is pretty impressive. That's actually very impressive. That's like a, I will say that's this. Like a, that's like a quarter of all of his kills. I will say this. Um, a lot of the kills in this movie were very tame. Yeah. Uh, except for the uh, the cool cryo one and the, and the bashing against the tree one, they were very tame. It was just like smashing a guy's head into a wall, and you don't really see much. Like it was very, I don't know. They I know that they did not have to cut out near as much out of this movie to get an R rating. It was very very little. Yeah, I think I think I read earlier that it was literally like seconds. Yeah. Like only a few seconds that they had to cut out to make to give it an R rating. Yeah. So, so I mean, it is what it is. It's it's Jason in space. <laughs> what, what, what exactly are you expecting? <laughs> uh, and on that, I think we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, I think we're done. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, and Horror Amino can, at the Buzzkill Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. Once again, I will say uh, you can find us on Tumblr, but it's not going to be updated. This will be the last time I probably mention it because. If you haven't listened for the last couple of weeks, well, then screw you. It's dead. <laughs> Tumblr's dead. But, uh, yeah. If you want to find J-Raj. Find it on social media at Ocean Recording, Instagram and Twitter, or www.oceanrecordingstudio.com. Yeah, boy. We'll offer off a little special to all you Buzzkill Podcast listeners out there. 25% off any studio services if you mention this ad. Aw, shit. No, that includes, we should mention, that includes uh, if you already have a track that you would just like mixed and mastered. Recording, mixing, mastering. If you got your podcast recordings and you're like, hey, man, I just can't get mine to sound as full and and, and present as that, send it over and I'll mix it for you. Absolutely. Now, when when, when does that uh, expire? Never. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give it two episodes worth. All right, deal. There we go. (laughs) You know what, for the month. The for month the, for the oh month. Oh shit! That's that. That's you a met, good. That's a good deal. I'll contact like at oceanrecordingstudio at gmail.com or visit our website at oceanrecordingstudio.com and shoot me a message and say, "Hey, I heard this ad on the podcast, and uh, I want to take advantage of your deal, and I'll hook you up." An, ex- an extra two percent off if you mention Salisbury Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it right there, folks. Twenty-seven percent off if you mention Salisbury Joe. That sounds like a good, j- good deal like to me, of, Charlie. That sounds like a lot of math. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it, boys. I had a good time. See you next week. Cheers, boys. Cheers.